This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Buzzard Roost Saddles. Buzzard Roost Saddles was born in the swamps of Santa Ma, South Louisiana, and their purpose is to get you standing over your next carcass so you can pick them clean. Proudly made in the USA, every Buzzard Roost Saddle is handcrafted with a patent-pending system that brings you independent angle adjustments on your top and bottom panels to provide ultimate comfort. Standing by their motto, we ain't fancy, Buzzard Roost helps you get the job done without making things overcomplicated. If you're looking for the next tool in your hunting arsenal, you can connect with Buzzard Roost Saddles on Facebook and Instagram, or you can visit their website at buzzardroostsaddles.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Hunt the Wild podcast. I'm your host, Adam Bolds. Today I'm joined with three different guests. I'm joined with uh, Brett Morris from Blue River Bow Hunting, um, Zach and Adam from Mid State Outdoors. How, how's everybody doing? Good, doing pretty man. good. I'm, I think how many episodes have I been on now? I got to get some sort like, of, like certificate in the mail or something. <laughs> <laughs> I know this has to be number five. I, I would guess. <laughs> I have a PhD in Hunt the Wild yet. <laughs> I, I was watching. I was actually watching them last night. I was like, dude, he's been on there a million times. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, we uh we correspond back and forth a lot. And then when he told me he was uh successful with you guys, I was like, Hey man, you gotta come on. He's like, What about if we get them on too? I was like, Hell yeah, we can have uh we yeah. can run a three man show and then uh, I didn't know there was another guy coming, so this is the first <laughs> uh four man show, so it should be good. Um, an editing night. <laughs> heck yeah. <laughs> so uh anybody that's maybe just tuning in for the first time, we'll let Brett uh uh you know, repeat what he normally repeats about how he kind of got started in hunting and, and the outdoors. And then we'll, we'll swing on over to the mid state outdoors guys and have them fill us in on how they kind of got started in hunting in the outdoors. Yeah. My name's uh, Brett Morris. I'm the CEO of blue river bow hunting. Uh, been doing it for a couple of years now. have my own podcast, blue river bow hunting podcast as well, where I have, uh, some really cool people on just like you guys, both all you guys have been on my show. So, um, uh, how I got started in hunting though, it was just, uh, I think I was 11, 12 when I first started going deer hunting with my, uh, dad and uncle and they got me addicted very quickly. It didn't take a whole lot. Um, you know, the first few times I went out, I was cold. I didn't see anything. I was like, I don't know if this is going to be for me. And then that day hit where I saw like 30 deer and I couldn't quit shaking. And I was like chasing that feeling for the next 30 years of my life. <laughs> <laughs> what about, uh, what about you guys, Zach and Adam? How'd you kind of get caught up in it? Where is it something you started at a young age or something you picked yeah. up later on in life? Yeah. So so actually, it's kind of funny. My grandpa was never really much of a hunter. You know, he was a farmer, but never really a hunter. He never really cared. And dad's the one that kind of took over that, I guess. You know, he's hunted since he was young. He kind of taught himself. And then when I was young, you know, it was first uh, got me a little bow and arrow, started flinging arrows, you know, in the backyard. And then, you know, it turned into shooting guns. And then I was out hunting turkeys and deer. And here we are, you know, now we're. <laughs> right into uh filming and you know we got our own stuff on mid-state outdoors and you know just took off from there so basically addicted you know everyone says oh, i'm addicted to hunting but basically yeah that's that's all we do so there's uh there's really no other way to explain it when you're uh seems to be that involved you know it's like you're addicted that's the only word you can really describe yeah it i as. could sit here and talk about hunting all night but i mean there's no better way to say it than just uh we're addicted to it you know that's just what we do you gotta be addicted to it for the money that we've got invested into camera equipment and video <laughs> yeah. equipment and editing softwares it's 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 unreal yeah my wife if you ever met my wife she'd probably <laughs> kill you if she actually knew how much money i spent on video equipment yeah <laughs> how did uh <laughs> How did Mid-State Outdoors come to be? Is that something that's fairly new, or has it been around for a while? We've been three years. three years now. I've always had a dream to – I've haunt, haunted my whole life. I grew up on a farm. We've hunted – I grew up living in the woods and always had a dream of having my own TV show and, you know, just being able to hunt for a living is what I'd love to do for the rest of my life, but there's a lot entailed to it. <laughs> Other than just hunting. Yeah. yeah. And 
I got a good buddy, Matt. He's part of the group, and he got with Zach, and we just kind of off the street kind of yeah. took off, and then we we've had a few more people since then or whatever. But uh, yeah, uh, we I would say three years really. We've poked around. We kind of started filming. I'd say four years ago. Yeah. Four years ago, we started filming. Never really. I mean, it was just kind of for fun. And then I was like, dude, if we're putting all this time in, buying cameras, doing this, I was like, why don't we start a YouTube? And Adam's like, that's a great idea. We started a YouTube, and then we, you know, we started our Facebook, and that kind of started to, you know, we're getting a decent following, and you know, it's kind of progressed now to where uh, we're members of the ATA now. So we went to the ATA show this year, got in with a bunch of great people, opened a bunch of opportunities. Now we have, you know people behind us a little bit now so it's kind of like one of them things where it's starting to kind of pay off you know and it's people it's not so much like we're out there begging to be part of people's programs or anything like that it's more like stuff we're using that we believe in so it worked out really good you know it's kind of it just keeps growing and it's all the hard work's kind of starting to pay off a little bit you know we're kind of getting to where we thought maybe our goals would be and everybody that we've partnered with this year is all Michigan-based companies. Yep. And we came when we went into this. We didn't want to just take every old Joe off the street saying, "Hey, we're going to give you this, we're going to give you that." Because I'll be honest with you, we get emails all the time saying, "Hey, you want to be a, you know, we want to represent this, we want to represent that," and it's like I don't even know what half the, the shit is, you know. Yep. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we, when we got into it, we really wanted to stay Michigan-based, Michigan local, you know, yep. or local companies. And everybody that we've partnered with this year, we are pretty much all Michigan-based. Like, like our two top was uh, Sentlock and uh, Fort Arrow. And like when we were going to ATA, I was like, if we could get in with them guys, I don't really care what it takes. Like if we could get in with them guys, I would be so happy. And we, we ended up um, getting in with a couple of good people down there that kind of opened up some doors for us. So it was pretty cool. So Brett, uh, get, got any, uh, any fun things coming for, for your podcast? Any events you're attending this year or any, any, uh, super, I know all your guests are super special, but any <laughs> super, super special famous guests or anything like that? What's your plans for 2022, I guess, going into the summer and into the fall and all that? I have about three shows lined up in the next couple of weeks. Um, just kind of regular guys like I like having on. And um, I'm going to take a break after that for a little bit. Um, I'm going to come back um, kind of like when I started last year in July sometime uh, and get back on the whitetails pretty hard. Talk. I'm gonna have some. I already have them kind of lined up, and no dates yet. Uh, talking about food plots and trail cameras and uh, supplements and and all that sort of thing. And uh, saddles. You know, saddles is gonna be a big thing with me this year. I'm gonna be covering it a lot. So people that pay attention to my podcast are probably gonna get sick of it. But you know, seeing and hearing somebody go through firsthand of of going through new equipment like that it's it's probably something that maybe some people actually want to hear because they may be wanting to make that switch too or whatever but uh yeah i have an event here uh actually i have a couple events coming up um the o2 podcast guys are having a thing out there at some local brewery uh live show with dustin huff uh the world record or second world record or whatever you want to call it from indiana that was killed uh, not too far from where I live, and they're having a, a live podcast type of thing. I'm going to go over there and check that out. And then uh, Go Wild, uh, going to go down there to Send It Slam there in Louisville. Uh, I'm not going to participate in the archery side of it. I'm kind of going to take pictures and, and enjoy myself. My uh, wife's going to go with me. So uh, <laughs> we're getting a place downtown Louisville. So it's going to be kind of like a mini vacay. So I'm sure we're going to have some fun it's uh country music and uh breweries and distilleries and a bunch of different kentucky music artists and it's going to be more of a party i think so i think i'll leave my boat home (laughs) (laughs) down there (laughs) right are you uh you guys plan on going to any of those events uh zach and adam or I would love to. Brett was backing me, man, when he was up here. He's like, dude, you got to go, you know, but we're so, uh, my family owns a small business, so I can't really like take during the summer. We're so busy right now. It's just, I can't take any time off to do that. You know what I mean? I usually save my time off for hunting season. So it's really hard to get any really time off. And we work a lot of weekends during the summer and stuff like that. So 
I would love to, but I'm getting ready to go. Really, actually, leaving Thursday, uh, go up to uh, Crystal Mountain for the Total Archery Challenge. Oh, that's so awesome! Uh, we're gonna shoot, shoot Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and have a good time and go drink some beers with uh, John Dudley, probably, and and uh, go from there. So, be, should be a good time. We had a blast last year. We did it for the first time last year, and uh, it's a ride if you can ever go to one. It, it's it's a blast. Make sure you take a lot of arrows. Um, <laughs> a, lot of the, a lot of the courses are 100 yards, you know, 60 yards plus. So it's fun. My daughter's going, my nephew, and my brother-in-law. We're all going up camping, but we're there's four of us that'll be shooting. So that's cool. So uh, Brett's kind of been uh, well, not kind of been. I guess when he shot that bird with you guys, he's like texting me saying that he's like, I got a bird, I got a bird, I got a bird. So I had to get him on here and uh, oh, and kind of get the Good story. Time. So it'll be interesting to to see if he he was kind of going to lie to me about how it all went down. So now I know <laughs> no, you guys can tell the truth on uh, on the real story. So um, I don't know if you okay. guys want to mid-state guys want to start out or Brett, you want to start out, but uh, I'm ready to hear the story because I know uh, the video is not out yet. Yeah, I'll start and they can chime in. Uh, uh, as I go, but um, I, I didn't know exactly uh, when to go up there. So I was like, what's better than opening day? Let's do it opening weekend. Uh, really, really throw it at the birds that haven't had anybody on them yet. Michigan doesn't have a youth season. So it's not like these youngsters have been chasing these birds yet. So uh, I go up there for opening weekend. We have very good weather, um, but the birds just didn't cooperate. We couldn't get on them. Uh, it's really weird from progression from hunting indiana birds and kentucky birds where i'm chasing them through hills and hollers and ravines to wide open spaces and when i say wide open spaces i mean very wide open spaces fence flat. rows very <laughs> flat no elevation change you can see as far as you can see and uh it was just very hard for me to get on those birds and uh, and then even doing everything they can having multiple properties where we could drive check it all out and do that sort of thing and uh, we struggled the weekend I went up there the first time. We just couldn't get on them. Got some good, great footage. Uh, birds gobbling in our face. We uh, we had one morning we thought we were going to get it done. My last morning there, uh, we roosted something stupid, like 15 birds. Uh, I mean, birds that we saw had beards. I mean, 30 birds probably went up in the trees. We knew exactly where we needed to be. We get there. As soon as they hit the ground, I mean, I didn't even, we hadn't even really started calling yet. We, as soon as the birds hit the ground, we hear hens yelping. So we start in on them and they are fired up. I mean, it's you, every time I hit the call, they gobble five times. You're like, well, this is awesome. And uh, all of a sudden you see the fans coming towards us. You know, they were probably what, three or 400 yards off of us or so. And uh, there's four birds full strut coming right at us and they get to about a hundred yeah, running. At one point, the birds were absolutely running towards us. So we think, <laughs> yeah, we're, it's, we had it's it in made. the pan. Yeah, yeah we had it we made. Had it so made. Uh, it wasn't for the stupid deer. That's what I was getting at. Uh, all of a sudden, uh, some deer come out of some old standing corn that they kind of left up. But the, when the deer got up on us, uh, the deer knew we were there. I mean, we were kind of right on the field edge, you know, and. Um, the deer blowing and trying to check us out and you know almost got a 12 gauge to the face if you want to yeah. be honest <laughs> uh but scared the birds off and uh they just wouldn't really come any closer uh didn't get it done uh that day and i wasn't dejected i still had a good time i mean going up with yeah. these guys hanging out in zach's garage pounding bush lights till the sun's oh, about up <laughs> yeah, and then I have to take a nap the next day <laughs> <laughs> right uh lots of beer drinking going on up north uh when i went up there but um you know i didn't know that i was going to get to go back and uh, he's like dude if you get a chance I was come back up here like, come back it's getting good like you have to come and then finally he was like hey would this weekend work i said yes that's perfect come up here yes because the early I mean, beginning of the season, we had a huge warm spell. And it just really got the, the turkeys just cranked up, like, weeks before season. Oh, yeah. And then it got cold again. You know, when you were up here for opening day, it was, what, probably – it got down into the 40s at night. So, just – they just weren't hammering like it, we were hoping it, they were. It rained. Yeah. It was kind of – I mean, it, it wasn't bad weather that one day. It, oh, the wind – it got really windy. It just yeah. – 
But then I decided to go back. Yeah. (laughs) And then I decided to go back up there and it's like, you know, this is cool. Uh, I get up there at a a somewhat of a decent hour. You know, it's probably, I don't know, two o'clock or something. He's like, dude, let's go chase birds. And I'm like, "Uh, I just drove four hours. I'm, I should have said, yes, let's load this shit up. Let's go hunting. But no, I choose to drink beer for the rest of the evening with Zach. So oh, we're having a good time. You know, it's Turkey Camp 2.0. You know, it, we're, I'm doing it again. Yeah. We didn't learn our lesson the first it. time. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we oh, get up at 4.30 in the morning or whatever it is, and I look out the, the window to the little uh, bedroom that I'm staying in, and it, all I see is lightning and thunder. And I'm like, well, that ain't good. So we look at the radar. It's going to be there for a while. So we decide to kind of sleep in. Uh, we sleep in. Sleep. And, yeah, not very much sleep, but we got it. No. And uh, he comes downstairs and says, hey, man, my trail camera just went off. There's a, a bird back here on my grandpa's place. I said, let's go. So we went back there. Uh, you'll see in the video once we, we put it out there, um, we had him coming on a string all the way across this field. And then. Here come another thunderstorm, uh, lightning, thunder, pouring rain. This bird gobbled uh, multiple times in the pouring down rain, which I have personally never seen before. Uh, it was very wild, but uh, almost had him. We had him about 120 yards, and then he didn't want to play no more. So he left, and we went back, and we're still hurting from la- the night before. We're still in that mindset of, oh, man, I just feel like complete dog poop right now, you know, so – we take a little nap, or at least I took a little nap. I don't know. I, exactly. I tried. I wanted to, but I couldn't. Uh, you know, it's one of them turkey turkey morning naps in the rain. Felt pretty good to get a couple of extra hours of sleep. And he comes down and gets me and says, hey, uh, there's a bird on the other side of Dad's right now. We should go try to uh, intercept him before he gets to the food plot and see how this works out. And I'm like, awesome. I'll go. I'm ready to go now. So we get dressed get drove over there two miles or three miles or so from his house and we get set up and we already kind of know where we think the bird's gonna go so we come in set the decoy up get set up in the in the brush and uh made a few calls and it actually wasn't even me that got the bird fired up uh it was zach he had uh um jt calls um, this bird and every i've said that to multiple people that i've talked to and told the story about i said you you don't understand this jt call that he whipped out of his pocket every time he hit it a bird would gobble it didn't matter what field we were in so i was like i'm super stuck on the jt calls right now but um this bird gets fired up uh we think he's going to come in from one direction I'm watching, 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 and finally he gobbled, and he was behind us. So we're like, oh, it shit, like you know. Gonna, yeah. sounded like he was going to walk right on top of us. So uh, he made a, a little skirt around to the edge of this, uh, like, standing corn sort of thing into the food plot. And uh, the last time he gobbled, and I'm not making this up, he was probably eight or nine yards from where I was sitting. Uh, just kind of had like a brush pile in between us. Uh, when he gobbled, it made the hair on the back of my neck stand up. That's how close oh, yeah. he was, and it was unreal. I mean, we have footage of that too. It's it's going to be on there, which we've always we've kind of put some stuff on our TikTok here and there, kind of yeah, thrown it out there already. But yeah. everybody doesn't see the full story. <laughs> uh, but uh, he came out in the decoys, and I heard Zach say, "When he turns, shoot him." Uh, so that's exactly what I did. As soon as I had a full, full on headshot, uh, he was a full strut too, which I know some people, uh, will get mad at, but full strut and I blew his brains out. (laughs) (laughs) It was awesome, man. So basically backstory to the whole like filming thing and everything on that one. I actually had, he was sitting right in front of me and I was filming off his right shoulder and the film's just, I'm talking perfect, crystal clear, everything. And I'm on him. Well, the, I wasn't really like, I was looking at my screen, you know, this film, and I'm looking at my screen, and he keeps walking, keeps walking, keeps walking. I didn't even realize where the decoys were, really. And I thought the bird was going to keep walking to the left. So I like went like this and was going around to move to the left side. And as soon as I like get on the bird and the camera starts to focus, it's still like a little, it's not really like 100% focused. And then he shoots, but I mean, is what it is at this point. I even apologized in the video. Like as soon as he like ran up and was excited, I was like, dude, I'm like, it wasn't focused. He's like, I don't even care. You know, dude, I just shut the camera off so we can high five and stuff. And turn the camera back on. We're still pumped up. It was awesome. It was awesome. 
So I got to know, did Brett get the, did he get the old shakes when that bird came in? No, but you can hear me breathing very, very heavily in the video. Yeah. You might be able to hear me breathe too. I'm not gonna lie, I was fired <laughs> up. I'm talking if you if you would have been there, this bird, like I said, from the time I called, he must have ran that field. Like he must have yeah. ran 100 yards to us, dude. Because after I my call and he gobbled once, he he I didn't even uh, call back yet, and he was like behind us. We heard him gobbling. I was like, whoa. Like Brett said, dude, it gave me like goosebumps because I was just like, holy shit, like this bird is so close. Like, and I was trying to like, I I couldn't even turn because I didn't want to look behind us and like spook him or anything. I was like, man, he might be coming right through the woods. So, uh, like, like he said, he just worked around that outside or whatever. And he was gobbling his head off the whole way. You know, you'd barely touch your call and he'd gobble one, one, two times. It was crazy. It was crazy. You can hear him even spitting and drumming at uh, that close to the distance. I actually heard him spitting and drumming before I actually saw the bird, uh, which is incredible, man. Yeah. So it's. You came up at a good time, though, I feel like. I told him, I said, we're killing him. A lot of hens that I knew at that time, I wasn't there. I had a family vacation to go on that we had already had planned. Um, But a lot of hens that I know already laid their eggs. So, I mean, because we had that such warm spell so early that you came up at such a great time that a lot of the toms were starting to separate, you know, going on their own or getting into bachelor groups again of toms. And it just was, as soon as they heard some yelping, they're like, oh shit, we got to go. There's some more. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So it's interesting, you know, nowadays you, you see guys or whatever hunting with, you know, guys they've grew up with or their friends from high school and everything. But you guys, you're four hours away from each other. So I kind of want to tell the listeners how you guys kind of connected and, and came to be hunting together, you know, up around your parts and, you know, Brett traveled up there more than once. So you guys must be pretty nice dudes, but I got to know how you guys met. Well, um, I had them on, on my podcast. Actually I met, um, it's funny, you know, I, Seems like TikTok nowadays, everybody meets on TikTok. But I met Zach on TikTok. He had put a hunting story or something up, and I was like, dude, you should come on the podcast sometime. Him and uh, another one of his buddies that's a part of Mid-State Outdoors, Jake, uh, hopped on and had a conversation. And in that conversation, uh, somehow turkey hunting got brought up. And uh, they were telling me how many birds that they had up there. And I told them how I'd been struggling the last couple of years to get it done. And uh, I said, would you guys like to trade uh, trade a hunt? And they're like, yeah, absolutely. We'd love to come deer hunting in Indiana. So we kind of made the plans, kept in contact, um, finally pulled it off, you know. And then, you know, after the first time us meeting and, you know, having fun and hunting together, uh, we became friends after that. So it wasn't okay. like a, just a one-time thing. You know, I, I'm, yep. I, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I've been turkey hunting all over the Midwest. No, I say the Midwest. I almost have all the states covered in the Midwest um michigan turkey hunting i hate to throw an f-bomb out here adam but uh it is fucking badass i will be back every year for the rest of my life i mean I is, them, uh, for a turkey turkey camp 20 oh, 2023 you know we, we yeah. gotta do it sure, right. like i said every year you might as well come up dude there's so many turkeys up here it's unbelievable not very many people turkey hunt up here i don't i don't understand it like i've turkey hunted my whole life i've come to the point where I mean, obviously, I hunted with a shotgun this year because I got a bum knee. and I was supposed to have surgery, but I still haven't. But I, I got to a point where I was killing a turkey opening day. We have so many turkeys around here that it was just it was too easy. So I started hunting with a bow, and I think I've gotten at least four or five with a bow. And I'm not going to lie to you. People will say it's not that difficult to hunt a turkey with a bow if you're in a blind. But when you're out in the open... And you got to pull back, and you got to freaking range them. We're running you know, and gunning up here, dude. Like you're not hunting out of blind, <laughs> usually, you know. So it's a lot more difficult to hunt with a bow, but it's more rewarding, in my opinion. I mean, this year I wanted to kill one. I didn't kill one this year, um, but to do it with a bow, it's it's awesome. So next no, year, I'm bring your bow. bow next year. I will. Back, I will. Backstory on this whole thing too. The funniest part is like I have turkey hunted you know what i mean when i was younger and stuff i never really got into it the only re- like and i'm into it now man like he got me back into turkey hunting dude because he said he wanted to come up turkey hunt so i'm like well you know if i gotta put all this time in you know getting all these birds kind of figured out i was like 
I might as well try this year. And Adam's like, dude, you better try it. Like, you, you know, you got to put all this usually, time in. Usually I'm the only one out of the whole group that really turkey hunts. And I hunt. And I just don't get – I never got why to me it's that it, – yeah, going to chase a whitetail is freaking amazing. I love it. But to chase a turkey that has the eyesight of a freaking hawk, but – it's just 10 times harder to kill a turkey than it is a deer up here in Michigan. But we have so many. I mean, yeah, you can go on my one property and you're going to see 30 to 40 turkeys. No problem. Every day, all day long from the neighbor's property to my property. And to be honest with you, when you were up here hunting, Brett, we didn't even see any on that property. I mean, yeah, we have so many opportunities to hunt up here at different turkeys between you know his family's got farm ground i farm you know our other buddies got ground to farm i bet you between all of us you're we're well over probably three thousand acres that we could turkey hunt on and every acre probably has turkeys on it to be honest with you yeah well it sounds like you guys uh you, you paid your dues and now brett uh Brett's in the hole and he owes you. So what's kind of the plan for, <laughs> for coming to Indiana and, and hunting whitetails? You guys going to hit some public or is Brett going to take He said he had a couple of deer chained up to a tree for us. Yeah. I somehow believe that. Kind of uh, the same thing. Like, dude, I felt horrible. Like when he came up the first time and didn't kill a bird, I'm just like, man, dude, apologize to him. He's like, dude, I had so much fun. He's like, you can't apologize for that or whatever. I just, was like man i really wanted to kill one so that's why i talked him into coming back but like he said he's like yeah i'm gonna take you out deer hunting or whatever and i was like he's like hopefully we can get you on one i'm like dude i really don't care it's you know meeting dudes like him you know like we've only known each other for like what a couple months from tiktok two three months like i feel like you've been one of my friends forever you know what i mean i know i fit right in with everybody (laughs) everything just clicked when you got here Cracked a beer and went right to freaking drinking. Brett, Brett told me, <laughs> Brett, Brett, backstory. Brett texted me here like, shit, I don't know. It was about like last week. You're like, dude, I'm not gonna lie. I kind of wish I was up there drinking some bush lights right now. I was like, dude, I kind of wish you were too. Like, <laughs> no, we just had so much fun, dude. We just hit it off, you know. I'm not really one of them guys to like go out there and just meet some random dude. Like, hey, come over to the house and do this, whatever. But like, he got up here and it was like shake hands you know broke the ice a little bit and then after that it was like how have i not known you my whole you know what i mean like i, I don't know just kind of hit What's, it off it's good I, I was explaining to my wife which i think it's funny and adam would probably think it's funny because he's from indiana also but adam they think i have a southern accent really oh, oh yeah you do. he does you do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, i don't see, think i, I, I do. don't catch it at all about it. like you i could not i couldn't believe you're not that far south of us but you, you you felt like your voice just you, like you were more far farther south. Got, got that southern drawl to it, you know. Well, he lives further south than I do. He's a he he he's not anywhere close to southern Indiana. He's like way no. northern Yankee Indiana yeah. too. You know? Oh, but yeah. to go back on the the deer stuff, uh, we hadn't really set anything in stone yet. We're kind of gonna let it play out. Um, I think it's going to be more of, uh, maybe like a last weekend in October or I, I I kind of explained to him, I would probably stay away from that first week of November because where I hunt in Indiana, super lockdown phase. I mean, big bucks have these does locked down hardcore. You may not see shit moving at all. Uh, but you know, that second week in November here in Indiana gets absolutely crazy. I mean, they're running like crazy, but my favorite time to hunt in Indiana is that last week in October. It's pre-rut. Uh, they're chasing. I mean, it, it can get very wild there too. But um, That's the thing. I don't want to – that's what I told him too. I don't really want to mess up your hunting at all, you know. like Dude, I'm behind the camera anyways. It don't matter. <laughs> I just be filming somebody else. <laughs> I mean, like up here, to be 100% honest, my favorite time to hunt is October 26th, 27th through the end of October basically. It's yeah. pretty rough up here, and that's when they get just crazy. You'll you'll have, you know, ten bucks come by your stand, you know, right underneath your stand a day, just grunting and you know getting crazy. So <clears throat> that's up to him. He tells me, "Hey, does this weekend work?" And I'm gonna say, "Yep, I'm packing my stuff on the way." <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm just starting guys planning on. 
You guys plan on hitting public, or are you plan on taking them to some of your private spots? Or um, definitely going to take them to private. You know, they d- they deserve a, a great show that I can, the best that I can give them. And I don't. It's not that I don't want to take them to public because I know some public land spots that are pretty decent. Um, yeah. But I'm going to send them in my honey holes. I'm, I mean, whatever <laughs> deer that it is, I'm chasing. You don't. I don't care if it's if I finally get back on Mike Tyson. It. I will put them on Mike Tyson. I want them to see the best you know, the best show they can, the biggest deer they can. I mean, that's why they're there. They're there to kill a big buck. They're not there to kill some small 80 to 110 inch buck. Well, let's talk about that too. Are you guys, are you guys strictly uh, set on, are you guys kind of score guys? Or if you come down to Indiana and buy a tag and it's your last day, you're going to shoot a little basket rack. So uh, I'll tell you right now, I'm not shooting a basket rack anywhere. Uh, So, my thing is, okay, um, I've killed probably, I don't know, six bucks over 100 inches. Like, I'm not going to – my thing is, I guess, I'm going to put it this way. The last two – this will be the third year. I haven't shot a buck in two years again, okay? But I get super picky and probably – pat. I'm one of them guys where I'll pass a buck, and then afterwards I'll be like, man, that was a – pretty good buck i probably should have shot him you know <laughs> i've done that a lot and adam knows it he's like why did you shoot it all, all fall along yeah and i should have shot that deer like you know and i'm not like oh it's got to be 140 inch deer like up here if you're shooting 130 inch deer plus you're like doing real good you know what i mean i mean up here if you can shoot a good three-year-old i would say four-year-old you're you're doing really good you know uh people always talk about michigan you know what i mean there's only little bucks here no there is there's big bucks up here but the neighbor the whole neighbor thing (laughs) it it is true it's true man like my dad's piece he has an awesome neighbor my dad has shot five five bucks over 140 inches off his piece and the neighbor jim he shot I, I mean, like multiple 130 plus 140 inch deer. Like, there's really good bucks in there by my dad's. I usually like leave my dad's alone though until he kills a buck, kind of, because I just don't want to like overstep that type deal. You know what I mean? Everyone's always like, why don't you hunt your dad's? And it's kind of just one of them things where I kind of just give him his space for a while. And then when I start feeling like it around rut time or whatever, I'll sneak in there and try putting <laughs> one down. But the, the last couple of years have been a pretty tough you know deer hunting wise for me uh i've had good surrounds but haven't been able to capitalize on them i guess you know that it's hunting you know what i mean not killing i guess but as far as the uh you know the size thing i'm not the guy that ask people on what they're gonna shoot or anything but me personally I have like that 130 inch plus. Like that's what I want to shoot. You know what I mean? I'm. It's you know you know I I your camp up here too. Dose land. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, audio is breaking up really bad. Yeah, is it? Yeah, like really bad. I think, right now or no? I think you're okay now. I didn't hear okay. a word you just said. <laughs> oh. oh, you look like you froze. So I was trying to figure out what was going on, but <laughs> Brett just looks. You know, like we that. said if you guys want a moment, yeah, right. <laughs> no, we said if you guys want to come up and do some doe killing or whatever <laughs> during gun season, that'd be fun. Y'all get together and go out, and we just have so many does. You know what I mean? Uh we like to try looking, managing them a lot, too. You're looking at the old doe killer right here. <laughs> hey, guys. Real quick ad from our sponsors over at Buzzard Roost Saddles. Buzzard Roost Saddles are proudly made in the USA, and their independent angle adjustments on the top and bottom panels provide the ultimate comfort for those long sits. Buzzard Roost stands by their motto, We Ain't Fancy, and they help you achieve your goal while keeping things simple. You can connect with Buzzard Roost Saddles on Facebook and Instagram, or you can visit their website at buzzardroostsaddles.com. 
not up, dude. I'm not kidding. Maybe it's so much fun. I tried to take at least. I didn't take. I didn't kill. This is gonna be horrible. I didn't kill a single deer last year. I own my own construction company, and I got way too busy last year, and just I didn't. Eat, I, I think I hunted like four or five times. That was it. But normally, these guys laugh at me because opening day bow season, first doe that walks in, I'm freaking whacking her, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's 90 degrees out. You're freaking nuts." Well, I got meat in the freezer already, so <laughs> that's me. But that's uh, me too. Yep. <clears throat> It's just see, I, I always put it off, and then it comes to the end of the year, and I'm like, man, I gotta kill like three dough to put in the freezer because I suck at deer hunting and can't kill a buck, you know. <laughs> we usually try to kill between Matt, the other guy that's on here. I think one night we killed what was it, seven does in one night, one sitting. Yeah, it's just, just freaking so nice. And then, and then you gotta clean them all. It's like crap. What are you doing? But. <laughs> it's, we got so many does. I try to take at least two does per property on my properties. And to be honest with you, you take two does, they just have that many fawns next yeah, year. It's like, there. I know one property, I have four sets of twins already this year on one property for fawns. It's it's nuts. But to go back so, to the... the oh, I'm sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, I was just going to say to go back to the score, my wife won't let me shoot a deer unless it's bigger than the one I got two years ago. And that was a 145 and what was it? 145 and five eighths. I said, sorry, Adam, you're not shooting one for a minute. So if I listen to my wife, I ain't shooting a deer in a while, but yeah, you better go, you know, Iowa or something. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys, uh, you guys have, you know, your own, property and your own kind of farm thing going on brett i know you hunt um mostly like other guys properties that farm so you can't necessarily do everything that they can do and i'm more of a a public land guy so i really can't do do much but i kind of want to hear from all three of you um going into the summer kind of what you're doing to prepare whether it be like putting up stands or trimming lanes or what kind of stuff you're planting. Brett, maybe you're, I know you're going to saddle up this year, so you're probably not going to have a bunch of sets going around. Um, so I'm kind of interested in see what you're going to do with that too, is cameras, different things like that. Well, you know, you talk about hanging sets. Most of my places that I hunt already have sets hung. So that's not something I necessarily have to do. Definitely trim out some shooting lanes from those stands. Um, but actually my summer prep is actually starting, starting this weekend, um, a property we call the pasture. That's uh, one of the properties that, um, uh, Ryan gets for us. Um, it's an old grown up pasture. Um, we're actually going to dig a, put in a little like pond sort of thing for a water source, uh, that we're going to be doing this weekend. We're going to put a food plot back in it in July. It was kind of a micro plot last year, um, that, definitely held the deer i think in there um maybe not some of the bigger bucks it, it's definitely a summer hangout uh, that's where we had our biggest deer um that were on a hit list from last year we're in, on that property um but running trail cams for sure uh, i know the neighbor's already ready uh he had to go to costco the other day to get batteries because he needed so many because he's got like 27 trail cameras or something uh but uh it's definitely uh camera season for us we're definitely getting ready to throw most of them out there get the spy points updated and get everything ready i know we're rerunning some uh tacticam reveals this year uh, a little different than what we had normally done uh, but that's about it we don't really need to trim anything i actually probably one of my favorite properties to hunt that i've hunted the longest i drove past it yesterday on my way home and um they, they haven't mowed it uh which is different than they, what they've done in the past and it's about five and a half six foot tall grass and i thought man this is the time i should probably get a camera back in there because uh they've cut some fence rows out uh on some surrounding farms kind of taking some hide away from the deer so i think it's going to funnel these deer into this bottom that i hunt a lot and um i think it's going to be a very great year for big deer uh over here for us uh, I think it's really going to happen. I mean, there's we kind of added a couple guys to to the crew uh, that chase very very big deer that I'm 
hopefully going to get to be able to film this year. Um, when I say big deer, I'm talking 180s plus. Um, very, very big deer that they've been chasing uh, for several seasons. So uh, I'm definitely ready to get back on it for sure. What about uh... – what about you guys, Zach and Adam? What are you doing to prepare for season? Is that something you guys start now or you wait till a little later in the summer? I, I actually started on mine already a little bit uh, at uh, Grandpa's place or whatever, kind of close to my house. Brad was back in there or whatever. Uh, last, last spring, we dropped a bunch of trees because I'm trying to kind of open the canopy up because it's it was one of those woods before where you walk into it and you can see all the way through it. It's just a small little piece of woods. So we dropped a bunch of trees and we're actually working on starting to get uh, some of them cleaned up out of there and try to get some growth going. But uh, I uh, did some seeding on my clover pot here already, uh, fertilized it this spring, you know, trying to get it to pop up a little bit better because it's the second year of clover being in by the, I got a little water hole in there. <clears throat> and I put clover in last year and it's really sandy ground. So uh, I'm trying to get that to kind of take off. So I went in and mowed that and fertilized it good and it's starting to pop pretty good now. Um, other than that, I've actually had cameras up for a while. I put cameras up when I knew he was coming turkey on, kind of hung them <laughs> out on the edge of the woods. And I have one over my plot there at grandpa's. I have a few over at dad's already and bucks are starting to grow pretty good. Actually, I, uh, a couple days ago, I got a picture of a bucket grandpa's that's already like, I don't know, just inside of its ears, I would say. Yeah. He's growing just straight out. Like, he looks like he's probably going to be a pretty good one. Looks like probably a three and a half year old or so. So we'll see. Nice. And I, I have fertilized a couple of my clover plots. Um, behind my house, I got a huge clover plot with a pond. Um, two years ago, I put ponds in at a lot of my, I think, what, three places? Yeah. Three places. And, and with Brett, with you saying you're going to put a pond in, that is the best thing, in my opinion, that you can do for the deer. Water source, man. Because I have a huge county drain behind my house that holds water year-round. But to get to that, they got to get up in the open to get to it. By putting that pond in, a lot of the deer don't even leave the woods now. Like, it's crazy on how much they use it. Um, one pond... I need to make it bigger this year because I've had too many deer on it. Like the one time it looked like a cattle farm. There were so many deer on it. So, Dang. but I've, uh, the one woods, we, uh, we logged it off. I don't know, probably 10 years ago and it's so thick. You can't even see through it. So I have a forestry mulcher for my skid steer and last, what was it? Last Saturday, weekend. Saturday, <clears throat> I went back there and cut some trails to try to, a deer will take, even if you take a weed whip, um, I've done this in the past. And if you, even if you weed whip a trail to your stand or past your stand to your food plots, the deer will take a path of least resistance. They're, they're just going to, they'll bypass any other stop spot just to take the path of least resistance. So I took that mulcher and, uh, mulched a bunch of lanes in there and, uh, kind of opened it up inside the woods, but they're still surrounded by, I don't know, it's probably six foot tall, six yeah. to 10 foot tall saplings that you can't even see through. Even when the leaves fall off, it's hard to get a bow shot off in this stuff. And then my other farm, um, we, I, I got a road till it. I was going to road till it this weekend, but I forgot that it's total archery challenge. So probably everything will start next weekend on that. Now, do you guys do any kind of public land stuff, or are you guys strictly private land guys? Look, I mean, I, we we went to uh, uh, Ohio two last year, two years, two ago. years ago. Two years ago, we went to Ohio and did some public land stuff. Uh, I didn't really have any luck. I rattled I rattled in a buck to forty yards, and then he kind of hung up, and it was just kind of goofy how I set up. He winded us and took off, but. Uh, we have a couple pretty good spots right next to us uh, that I've got on some like giant bucks, but yeah, I haven't killed. I like I haven't shot anything off public land. A lot of people not... kill some big ones off of it, but I mean, people yeah. people who know us they know what we're talking about, so it's not really. We yeah. can't hide it. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, we can't give too many pointers here, but no, uh, I get it. I get so, it. So honestly, uh. It kind of depends for me. 
Like, don't get me wrong. As soon as it gets here and they start growing good, I'm driving around twice a week out there. And I'll go out and glass and glass and glass. And if I find a couple good bucks, you know, I'm like, okay, okay. And then I, I guess for me, it's kind of like one of the things I have, you know, a few private spots that I can hunt. So it kind of depends on what's going on there. If I'm going to go out to public land or not, you know what I mean? I mean, you know, if you hunt a lot of public land, it's a lot of work. If I can go into a piece of private and do it and drive my truck out to grab the deer efforts and all that, then mm-hmm. You know, that's probably what I'm going to do. But it also depends, like I said, depends on what the private's looking like. If it's, you know, if it gets closer to season and I don't have any, like, good bucks and I'm even going to think about shooting, then, yeah, I'm going to focus this year on public, but we'll see. It's It should be uh, an awesome year for deer hunting by us this year because last year, that so two years ago, there was, by my dad's, in that four-mile section – there was 16 bucks. Like I'm talking over 120, 16 bucks that we know of that got shot. So last year it was pretty slow for big bucks, but uh, last year there is a lot of like two year olds that are, they should be something, you know, this year, two, three year old bucks that are, you know, to that point where they were like on that fine line and we're like, oh, we should probably just let them go this year, you know. And I know of three bucks that my dad's that made it through that I know this year are going to be shooters. So we should have a good year, knock on wood, but we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Brett, I know you, uh, you're anti-public land guy. Uh, <laughs> are you going to be hitting any of that this year? Yeah, actually, it's kind of a goal of mine. It doesn't matter what it is. I mean, obviously, I'm going to be picky when it comes to um, to bucks. Uh, I actually have a goal. I want to kill a public land deer this year. Doesn't matter how I do it. I don't care if it's with a muzzleloader, with a crossbow, with the. I mean, obviously, I don't have a crossbow, but it doesn't matter what it is. I want to try to get it done. I'm actually, for the first time ever, I'm going to Kentucky September that first weekend. I'm going after a velvet buck with the neighbor and a couple other of our guys. Now uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully, I can. Uh, lay off the beers uh, Friday night <laughs> going into that uh, opener. I know it's going to be hot, but um, me and um, the neighbor have kind of a, a game plan already. Uh, he's taking in a couple climbing sticks. I'm taking in a couple climbing sticks. We're both going to be in saddles. Uh, we're going to wing it, and I'm going to film him. Um, if he gets it done, I'll buy a tag. Uh, but I'm basically going down to uh, to film him because uh, he shot uh, an absolute giant down there several years back in full velvet. So getting that on film would be pretty cool. I'm going to try to film as much as I can of just the experience itself. itself. So, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a little public land this year. But uh, when it comes down to the nitty-gritty, I will be on my private land. <laughs> <laughs> what uh what part of kentucky are you guys hunting it's uh northern kentucky i don't remember the name of like the national forest or whatever it is that we're hunting but it's a bow only place so uh doesn't get much gun pressure so uh they've killed several big deer in there i think they killed a 165 uh 152 and then adams was like a 137 or something like that so they've killed some big deer in velvet down there uh so i'm, I'm ready to experience that for sure so would you say, I guess, your your biggest goal for the year is to kill a public land deer? No, my biggest, and, and, and people are going to think I'm crazy. My biggest goal for the 2022 deer season is to film somebody on my team shooting uh, a, a decent buck of whatever that they is that they choose to shoot. I want to get it on film. Uh, it's so, so hard to explain to people how much time that we, we put in a stand, even during the week. I probably put more hours into a stand than some people do at their nine to five job uh, throughout a, a one week period. And uh, we just couldn't get it done last year. It was always something. The weather was hot. Uh, the wind wasn't in our favor. The, the deer just didn't cooperate. Um, it was a really weird deer season for us here last year. Um, but, uh, my biggest goal is to get somebody on my team shooting, shooting a giant buck on film. What what about on the mid state team? Yeah. Hey, (laughs) definitely. I would take that all day long, buddy. (laughs) He just wants to film. I just want to film something. We're we're kind of the same boat with everything that we've, every partnership that we've gained this year, we want to take our filming to the next level and i've already vouched that i'd rather film 
I'd rather shoot a deer with my camera and get it quality and get a quality yeah. footage than shoot a deer with my bow or a gun and have just half ass. So my know. yeah, my goal this year is to take our YouTube channel to that next level. Um, I don't want to stay where we're at right now. I want to take it to that next level. Um, just the film quality this year, we upped. We we all bought new cameras this year. We all went to four. Yeah, we all went to 4K cameras. Um, just to, I mean, granted, when you uh, download onto YouTube, you can't watch 4K footage on YouTube anyways because nobody's internet's fast <laughs> enough. But we have other plans. We have other plans down the road for it. So we wanted to go that next level and get new cameras, um, which a lot of people weren't really ready to do it. But, you know, we told we, we did it. And now we're excited to keep on going with it and take it to well, the next re- step. And- <laughs> when you release that uh, 2022 turkey video out for people to buy, I want to be on the cover of that thing. Yeah. <laughs> 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 when is that video uh, I, I want the i want the, I want the behind the scenes to that that you know that's oh, yeah. be released. <laughs> the right. blooper section that one would be uh yeah, there will be bloopers in that one I think oh god <laughs> i can't wait <laughs> when is that video oh, that? <laughs> uh when, when do you guys plan on releasing brett's uh turkey video uh, let's see probably a month honest to be i would say honest well, I don't know. We need to start busting them out. We have, yeah. like I said, we have. We're trying to put a video out every Wednesday at six o'clock every Wednesday. That's our goal. Um, this last couple of weeks, we we both just so been slammed good. with work, and we both said this week that we got to make initiative to get a video out every Wednesday. So this video that we worked on today will come out this Wednesday. Um, the lot, a lot of the next videos are going to be short ones, so they're not going to be too hard to edit. Um, so the hardest one that's going to be editing is going to be Brett's because it's yeah. just, it's going to be, I'm not going to cut out a whole lot of stuff. It's going to be a lot of raw footage, a lot of back in, you know, hanging out in the garage type yeah. stuff. You know, it's, <laughs> I mean, the experience, like the hunt was awesome. You killing a bird was awesome. But I feel like just that, like hanging out and doing all that was like that's what is gonna make that video you know yeah. what i mean like yeah all right dude from indiana's up just met him but we're ha- these people are gonna be like these guys j- just meet you know they're having a great time way too good of a time <laughs> we met him three hours ago and we are hammered drunk <laughs> like, it was uh, awesome you know i hope you were rolling that camera there after i shot the bird uh adam you kind of get a kick out of this because you've traveled to hunt a little bit down in Kentucky and stuff. But, uh, after shooting this bird, I don't know. I just got this huge wave, uh, waves of emotion that were a lot different than I normally had got. And I'm just kind of standing there and he's like, you you ready to go take some pictures? I'm like, give me like five minutes, man. Uh, I'm kind of taking it all in. It was just cool. I was in the Northern woods of, uh, Wisconsin. You know, there's the big box blinds that they have up there, which isn't something that we really have around here. You know, he's got the big, beautiful food plot in front of it. And it was just like, so picture perfect in my mind after it all went down, I just had to like stand there and take it all in. Finally, I was like, all right, we can take some pictures because I'm ready to pound some bush life now. (laughs) <laughs> it does oh, seem yeah. like it hits a little bit different when you're in another state. I, I, I get that feeling too. I don't know if it's like, um, you know, when you go to another state or you're far away from home, you feel so pressured to kind of get it done, you know? And like when it finally comes together, it's just like, oh, cause you know, when you're at home, you're like, man, I can just go back tomorrow morning, but like you're on a schedule there. So yeah, yeah. I think it's just kind of like a little bit of relief yeah. and all that, all it, all at one time. It's definitely, yeah, definitely different hunting out of state. It, that's it, for sure. And that and that's what I I guess that's kind of what I was getting at when you were talking about the whole deer hunt down there. It's like I feel like it's more of just like the experience and like how it makes you feel to be doing something different than you normally do. Like, and that's what I've gotten uh-huh. into lately. Is like I've been switching stuff up. You know, I switched to the last couple of years. I have been like hanging and hunting. I would say 80% of the time. Like, it's just something I like fall in love with because it's not just like, oh, let's go climb in this tree stand up on it 50 times. No, I'm out doing mm-hmm. the homework. Like, all right, I know this deer walked right down this trail. I'm going to set up 50 yards to the north of this and I'm going to kill him tomorrow. Like, that is just doing stuff different, I guess, is what keeps me like just fired up and ready to go. 
So I have to know, we're going to backtrack here a little bit to when you guys went to Ohio. I know uh, Brett's crazy ass <laughs> story from Ohio, as I'm sure you guys have heard. Um, was your Ohio experience, was it kind of, was the public land there bombarded with people and, and all that? Or was it pretty chill? Yeah. Because I know Ohio's a big state now for people to travel to. I, I won't, we had better opportunities when we just crossed the border. Yep. Like 10 minutes across the border. Like when we went to Ohio, we went to the southern part of Ohio, went down okay. into the hills and hollers. I'm not going to lie to you. I thought I was in Colorado because we're climbing mountains. <laughs> they look like mountains, but they're just hills and hollers. But it, dude, we were excited after the second day when we seen a deer. Yeah. That's how bad it was. And I was like, this is so dumb. Like, I want to go back home. We hunted, the, <laughs> we hunted opening day, and I was the only one that seen deer. He seen a giant ass cat. Yeah, I seen a cat. Could have smoked that one. But <laughs> we didn't. I mean, it was in the nineties. It was really hot, and the deer weren't moving. And we're used to hunting cornfields, and then you're all you got is just big chunks of timber and some hollers. It just was totally different to us. And it was, it was fun. fun. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I had a blast, but I felt like we, when, we went on the wrong time. Back, yeah, we went way at the wrong time. And then when I, when uh, me and a couple of the guys actually went back to northern Ohio, uh, we went to a local bowl shop, and the guy was like, dude, you guys missed it by a week. Because we actually went, uh, it would have been like the second second November? week in November, Yeah, I think is when we went back. And I told the guys we should have went the week before, but, I, you know, it didn't work out with everyone's schedule. So I was like, all right, whatever, we'll go the following week. The guy was like, dude, if you guys would have been here last weekend, there was bucks in every field chasing does. It was just nuts. He's like, but it's slowed down. I haven't seen a buck in two days. I'm like, oh, man, you know, Damn. just our luck. But that was actually the day where I rattled, I rattled in a buck, like a, a really nice buck. I'm saying 140 plus for sure. Like it was a, a good one, you know, but it just it was one of those things where I I can't say I they don't, I mean, hunting Ohio was cool, just uh, I should go at the right time, I guess. You know, I, I, We need to hunt it a little bit more to figure out the layouts, the better, you know. And, and my thing is, I always, every time we're going on a out-of-state hunt, we're always like, all right, when should we go? And then we all talk about it, and I'm like, I never want to give away from my rut here. But then the more I think about it, I'm like, who even cares? You know what I mean? Like, let's dedicate the time if you're going on state. Might as well, it's perfect. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm going to go hunt the rod out of state, and then, you know, hopefully I just kill one here pre-rod or early season, and I won't have to worry about it. But and that's the thing. Like, based off of what Brett said, the, your pre-rut or your same rut time down there is, like, the same time as ours. Yeah. So, so it's nice to know that. So, like, you know, if we're trying to plan something for an out-of-state hunt, like, if we wanted to go, like, back down to Indiana and do some public Probably. ground, or something, you know, we kind of have an idea when we should go or, you know, not just winging it and then going down there on hopes and prayers and wasting your time, yeah. basically, you know. I mean, it's never wasting your time, but no. I guess when I'm going, you know. Any time in the woods is better than sitting at work, so. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I'd have to agree. So I got to know why Ohio and not Indiana. <laughs> Well, you know, we went down to the ATA show this year. and The whole passed, way down, I'm like, dude, we're like, what do we do? <laughs> like, we passed a lot of ground, and we were on our Onyx, and I was like, dude, that looks, looks sick. And like, it looks like us. You know, it looks like us. Like, yeah. uh, all the stuff we passed, you know, like the northern part of India, and it's all like that marshy, this nasty-looking stuff. And that's our public land up here, at least the spots. See, now I'm just giving it away, too. The spots <laughs> where I like to hunt. We'll take I'm it. I'm giving it away. You guys can all, you know what, but either way, uh, that marshy ground and stuff like that, that's what I like to hunt, dude. Yeah, we passed some ground down there on our way to ATA. It was like, are you kidding me? That looks just like, I, I told him, I said, it was just by where I'm talking. That's got it. If that's not public ground, that is some, probably some sick hunting. Yeah. Just, you know, those pieces you can look at and you're like, holy shit. Like, Somebody needs to hunt that because it just feels like there should be something in there, you know? Oh, I'm sure yeah. there is. But... So we talked about it. We If this wasn't going to happen, we were going down to Indiana yeah. anyways. Like, I'm buying the Indiana <laughs> tag regardless. Yeah. But uh, so I guess if it doesn't work out or, you know, maybe we'll hunt some public in Indiana early season too. I don't know. We'll see what happens. 
I figured yeah. if I'm buying an Indiana tag, I might as well use it, though. You know what I mean? Just like I did, you know. Well, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, um, I'd love to go to Kentucky, but that's just, yeah. <laughs> not knowing anybody down too far. Like yeah. No, no, I go to Colorado. I wanted to go to Colorado again this year, but I go elk hunting at least every other year I try to, but yeah, um, I, I haven't been in like three years, so. My I tore everything in my knee, so I got an ACL torn. I got supposed to have surgery a long time ago, and just haven't done it. And I don't want to go out to Colorado and have to have the, you know, freaking plane come get me or a helicopter. So yeah. <laughs> I'm not carrying you out. <laughs> he doesn't look that big on camera. He's a big boy. <laughs> probably uh, you probably buy a lot of out of state tags for what that helicopter ride costs. Yeah, so, probably. <laughs> Well, um, I appreciate you guys coming on. We're not going to do a, a super long show tonight, but um, if you guys have any thoughts to kind of wrap it up or or you guys can tell everybody kind of where to find you on social media. I know you guys have the, the YouTube channel going on, so you can kind of yeah. let people know where to find all your social media and, and your videos and stuff like that. And, and you as well, Brett, um, tell everybody kind of where to find you and, and what to look for uh, coming up this week. I'll let you guys go first. Okay, so uh, obviously we have the Facebook, Instagram, we have a Twitter, and our YouTube. And like Adam said earlier, uh, we'll be posting once a week, basically on Wednesday. Is what we're aiming for, you know what I mean? Work dependent, you know. We all <laughs> work a lot of hours, so we kind of squeeze it in at night like this or whatever, and try wrapping up videos. But we're going for every Wednesday or whatever. We'll have about our turkey uh, season stuff. And we have a lot of, you know, good hunts coming up for sure, uh, Brett's including. And um, after that, usually we roll our YouTube into, you know, kind of like the prep work and all that kind of stuff too. So we'll have, we should have, you know, videos rolling almost into deer season, you know. So, uh, yeah, if you guys check us out and like us, you know, give us a subscribe. That'd be awesome. And, uh, yeah, keep an eye out for us for sure. What uh? What city are you guys around, or can you say will that give away too much of your public spots? <laughs> yeah. Uh. Well, he's he's in Owasso and Chesnang area, or I'm in Chesnang. He's in Owasso, so basically like right in the middle of Michigan, right in between uh Flint, Flint, Lansing, and Saginaw. We're basically right dead smack dab in the middle. So I know there's a there's a few listeners on this podcast that are from Michigan, so. Uh... They could be oh, really? next door neighbors. Who knows? So <laughs> we'll see. They might uh, they might listen to this and link up with you guys. I don't know. There you go. <laughs> and uh, you can find Blue River Bow Hunting just about anywhere. You can find uh, socials, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Go Wild. Uh, any of those platforms, we obviously have the YouTube uh, going as well. I'd like to get some more people over on that. And then uh, the podcast I do weekly. Uh, I'll have a show coming out here in a couple of days, a uh, weekly show. And then um, I'm probably going to take a little bit of a hiatus for about a month and focus on getting cameras out and all that sort of thing. And then get back on the, the deer conversation with uh, all the stuff that's going on with the summer and everything. But uh, check us out for sure. Brett's going on a monthly uh, drinking binge. Don't let him fool you. Like <laughs> Michigan, I didn't know about it. So uh, just before we wrap it up here, Brett, these shows that you're going to, um, if there's people that want to meet up with you, uh, maybe chat at these shows, what's the best way to link up? Is it is it to message you prior to or – is there somewhere at these shows where they're going to be able to find you or going to be at a booth or um, I'm not going to have a booth or anything like that. Um, actually, if you would be interested in, to, in the send it slam, uh, multiple of my social media accounts, I'm giving away two VIP tickets and um, not sure exactly what VIP entails, but I have two <laughs> uh, VIP tickets personally, so I'll be wherever that entails. But, um, yeah, if you want to meet up with me at one of those shows, man, just per uh, I have a personal page on, like, LinkedIn. Uh, that's about the only thing I do personally myself, not Blue River Bow Hunting. Uh, you can check me out on there, and if you would like to meet up, just send me a message on there, and uh, we'll get her figured out. Cool. Well, uh, it was uh, really nice to meet you guys. I, I'm glad that you guys came on here. I wanted to see if Brett was bullshitting me about this whole <laughs> turkey hunt. I wanted to see if he was leaving anything, any of the interesting facts out or uh, 
maybe he missed or something. I don't know. Never know what he's know. Was, he's trying to pull fun, over man. on me. <laughs> no, I appreciate, I appreciate the invite, man. It was nice meeting you. Yeah, we'll have to maybe we'll all link up sometime this fall and you there know, you I'm like Brett and I'm like you guys. I just want to film. So if we can just find a bunch of people that want to shoot deer, then I think we'll be okay. Heck yeah, man. <laughs> well we did talk we, we were talking about doing I mean, this is out of the ordinary for out of the blue, but we haven't really talked about it too much. But we did talk about possibly getting together and doing uh, like a public ground public land challenge, trying to get a bunch of people together and it'd be fun to take a place and just camp out and just go at it. You just know? kind of go out and uh, see what you can do. I, th- I think it'd be fun. Uh, yeah, I think it'd be a riot. Get a bunch of guys. Are you, where are you guys looking at? Are you looking at in Michigan or Indiana or don't really know? I mean, we can go to Indiana. Go to northern Indiana. If you, right go, to, if you go to northern Indiana, I mean, we can keep it. You don't have to keep it to that state. I mean, northern Indiana. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Southern Michigan is some freaking slamming bucks on public ground. Oh, I'm talking, yeah. you know, Just 200 inches. I mean, I've seen it. <laughs> so... It's, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you, public ground in Michigan is probably going to be way tougher in Indiana, but I haven't hunted public ground in Indiana, so I don't know that. Yeah, how busy is Indiana? Pretty busy. Depends on the time of the year. It's rough around Evansville, I'll let you know that. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of people on uh, little small plots of ground. Uh, We could do like Hoosier National, though. I mean, we had. Hoosier National would be a, a better. We had a guy from Texas that was wanting to come up and hunt with us uh, on on public land. And have, do you know how many acres uh, Hoosier National is? I mean, it is absolutely. I mean, just enormous. It spreads uh, across, I think, five counties. So it's pretty. It's oh, pretty oh big. You don't want to yeah, get lost there without prepared. being prepared. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's a big area. It'd be fun. I think it'd be a blast. I mean, yeah. I think we should really sit down and try to figure something out that'd be a blast to do yeah we'll talk after cool. this or something yeah cool well uh i appreciate you guys all all coming on again and uh we'll figure something out we'll catch up with you guys and i'm sure this won't be the last time chatting so brett thanks again uh um, everybody go listen to to brett's podcast it's badass and everybody go over to mid-state outdoors and check out their content their youtube channel um yeah just check them out give them a like and a subscribe and let's help each other out all right guys i appreciate it yep Uh, see ya all right you guys (laughs) hey everyone thanks for tuning in to another episode of the hunt the wild podcast if you enjoyed the show and it's brought you some sort of value i'd love if you could give me a rating and a review just a few seconds of your time can help me better understand the type of content you all enjoy and it would mean the world to me to hear from all of you